Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, here we go. Pac-12 fans, this one's for you. Put your hands up, This is the Pac-12 Apostles. Keeping it real. And only the truth lives here. Pac-12 Apostles. The commissioner of the conference, Mr. George Kliakoff, he speaks about playoff expansion and what this means for the conference and what the conference needs overall. Uh, Chip Kelly loses another coordinator. This time, UCLA fans are very happy. And who might they get to replace him? Um, ASU, they hire some new coaches, but no significant changes despite NCAA, you know, allegations hanging over their head. The transfer portal is absolutely buzzing. We are still waiting to see if Caleb Williams ends up at USC, if Travis Dye ends up at USC. Bro, it is going nuts. And um, yeah, and basketball is here. And Adia Barnes ends up apologizing. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is the Pac-12 Apostles, the podcast by Twat. By Pac-12 fans, for Pac-12 fans, where you get the absolute truth, the heat and no sugar coating is allowed. So, uh, Ralph, we'll start with uh, George Klikoff. He spoke and he talked about playoff expansion and everything else that he was disappointed with the season. And I looked at this, bro. I could not have been more excited, even though he was delivering some bad news. Just the fact that. I can trust him 
is important. And I feel like he has a plan despite, you know, so many roadblocks, including airtight contracts that Larry Michael Scott put in as obstacles. But at least I feel like we have somebody who can get us out of this problem. You're absolutely right. Um, it's just incredibly refreshing to have somebody who will identify the problems because I think everybody for the longest time was starting to feel was starting. Everybody felt gaslit by the fact that it seemed like everyone was on the same page with the problems that this conference was facing. But the person in charge, uh, his biggest battle was in trying to explain to us that that problem was actually not a problem or that problem was an opportunity or that problem was something that we should actually be proud of. Um, <laughs> and it, it just, it got to the point where it was so exhausting and, um, and, you know, you and I would, would joke about, you know, whether, whether if somebody was sent from another conference to destabilize the PAC 12, if they would have done anything differently than Larry Scott. And I don't, you know, that was a joke. He's not, I don't never struck me as a bad man. Um, but, as far as what he was doing, I, I thought he was incredibly unskilled and did not possess the desire to evolve. See, there's a difference between being uh, between the Peter principle, right? And being promoted to the level of your incompetency and being malicious and willful. But I still do agree with the statement of if he were a plant sent from the from the SEC to ruin the conference, what would he have done differently? The answer is nothing. That doesn't mean it was malicious or intentional. I believe his intentions were were good. I just don't think that he had the the foresight and the, uh, you know, and the creativity and the ingenuity to be able to. You know, to like go a non-traditional route or to look at saying, maybe I don't want to lock into a 10-year deal, media rights deal. Because if you think about it in sports, the way athletes look at their contracts, they're trying to get back to free agency as quickly as possible. They want the most upfront money, but then they'll sacrifice a little bit to get back to the table while they're still in their in their prime. And that's the same thing that the Pac-12 should have done. And now, and it was funny because remember we we talked when I interviewed George Kliakoff and and I asked him about the contracts. That was when you first found out that he couldn't even give games away for free if he wanted to. Like that, that he can't say because the Pac-12 suffers from an availability problem. And when you don't, when you aren't available, then it allows other people conferences, networks, everything to paint your narrative about you. But if people, if you're available, then people form their own opinions. Now, the Pac-12, the Pac-12 network only available 16, 17 million homes at this point, whereas the SEC network, ACC network, Big Ten network, we're talking 60 million plus homes. 80 million in some in, in in some cases. This is absolutely insane. The 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 lack of availability which the Pac-12 suffers from. And he can't even give the games away for free. And now the networks will not be willing to renegotiate deals because they know they they got you by the short and curlies. They know that they're paying you less. 
you are in the, the most disadvantageous time slots at night where the East Coast doesn't see you. And Ralph and Ralph uh, loves to, and they love to get numbers from the uh, from like flyover cities that Ralph drives through on his way to Wyoming, where they're on in a local bar, which isn't typical anyway. So, yeah, they do I get super, super proud of being on uh, East Coast in, in an airport. <laughs> Bro, or, without or the like volume the gas turned station, up. or at the gas station at the, right. at the uh, pump where they where they sign with like you know Fubo TV Plus, <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 Caesar's Premium, uh, or or like Caesar's Premium Southwest. And you're like, oh, what for the? sure, for sure, can't can't get them on on uh, on basic cable or YouTube TV. YouTube TV, but you know for a fact that we're on Quaker Oats Plus somewhere. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Uh, but no, the reason we're talking about George Klyavkov is he was he the interview that he did was on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City. And if you're not familiar, you can actually subscribe to their Pac-12 related content on uh, Apple. And I, I listen to all the Pac-12 stuff out there, um, whether it's Podcast of Champions, or um, the the no truck stops, or um, even the 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 locked on, you know, with with Cindy Robinson, um, and then definitely our friends at Twelve Pack Radio. Like I, I listen to all of it, and kind of the nice little uh, Easter egg is that you can subscribe to Pack Twelve content from this Salt Lake uh, station. So if they're interviewing other coaches or media members, or in this case George Klyavkov, you can you can get that content. And I highly encourage people to find and listen to this interview because. He talked a lot about the fact that he didn't think he was going to get this job. So he figured, why not just go in and be honest about the problems that the conference is facing? And as it turned out, you know, his honesty was such a breath of fresh air for the university presidents and the people who were in charge of this job search. And ultimately, they all agreed with him. And by all, um, I'm, I'm assuming that all means 11 because uh, uh, Michael Crow was an ardent defender of Larry Scott um, th through the end of his tenure to the point where it was um, genuinely coloring Michael Crow's legacy as president of of Arizona State University that that he would uh, that he would continuously and vociferously back somebody who was so inept and ultimately hurting the conference. But I, I encourage you to go listen to this because he said a lot of really interesting things. And I want to get your reaction to some of them, okay. uh, George, one of which uh, was that he, and this is one of the first people, and this is why it feels so good to have a commissioner that like recognizes the grievances. He mentioned that it is actually hurting the conference long-term to have kickoff times that are not kid friendly for people who want to pass down the tradition of being a fan to Ooh. their children, which is something that I've been screaming about this entire time. I can't get my kids interested in something that takes place when they're not supposed to be awake. Correct. And it Correct. ruins my experience as both a parent and a fan to try to include them. It like genuinely and, makes and, it for a worse experience as or a, to try to put them Earth. to sleep during yeah. a game. 
Bro, are you kidding me? Now I got to miss a little bit of the game, first of all, so I'm mad. And now I get in a fight with my wife because I'm yelling at my kid. (laughs) And now I'm missing the game, yelling at my kid. Now my kid's mad mad at me. This is a disaster. So how that that's a great point. How are you supposed to pass it down? It's it's terrible. And and to bring up the fact that like a sleeping kid weighs three times what a weight kid weighs. And I I don't know why science hasn't (laughs) figured out why that's true yet, but you're tired too. You're also, you're also up and out doing things at an age when, when, when that hour is not supposed to be something that you are (laughs) participating in social events anymore. And think about as a PAC 12 fan, how much more of a commitment that you have to have to to loving college football than every other conference has. Because I start my Saturdays at about halfway through college game day. So at about 7.30, 7.45, and then I watch it all the way through. Um, yeah, I watch it all the way through. Start So I start at 7.30, 7.45. Last Pac-12 game goes off 11, 11, 30. Do you realize that that is what a 12, 16 hour day? Like I have to be a football fan for 16 hours to enjoy all Pac-12 games. Plus it gets some of the other good games that may start off in the morning. Who has 16 hours? To do that, like if I put in 16 hours, I can't watch football on Sunday because then I actually have to at least like see my family. So so 16 hours. So now if you're an SEC fan, all you need is about eight. You can get eight hours in on a Saturday and still complete all the rest of the tasks that you need to complete. So 16. You can also go to a game. You can go to a game where they do make it all about the experience and the legacy uh, of it all. Um, you can go to a game, have it be a positive experience, and then be home, you know, at a at a decent hour and get up for church the next day. Uh, and so, you know, it's I don't know, man. It, it, to to get to another thing that you brought up that I thought was very interesting, um, he mentioned that when it comes to playoff expansion, one of the reasons that he's for it is that the college football playoff actually created an environment in which it benefited the teams that made it earliest because they were able to recruit off it. So he thinks the reason there's such a large concentration of four and five stars at Alabama and Georgia in particular is because early on in the college football playoff, they have been included or close to it every time. He said that if you expand to 12 teams, you're going to expand the ability to recruit off of that appearance, which could actually disperse four and five star talent amongst more schools and create a top level parity that we're not seeing right now. What what do you feel about that comment? 100% agree with, with, with that because kids want access, right? Now, if, now, part of them wants to win a national championship. All kids, well, not all, the majority of them want to be a part of really good football teams, right? They don't want, they don't want to lose. So, so you're like, okay, where can I win? And then if I have a chance to win a national championship too, that makes it a hundred times better. So now 
instead of concentrating, oh, my God, I can only win if I go to Alabama. I only win I go to Georgia. Now imagine you get a recruiting class of kids together. They're like, yo, we're we're tight. We're cool. We're all going to Oklahoma State. We're all going to Arizona. We're all going to all these four and five stars. We're all going to Arizona. Forget it. Now, if you know that there is an automatic bid to the college football playoff, they're like, oh, all we got to do is win the conference and we're in. And then we'll go show them boys from Georgia, show them boys from Alabama, show them boys from Florida or uh, Ohio State, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, wherever. We'll go show them. So I love that. He's spot on because the more access that that is given, that means that you're going to have kids more willing to stay in their geographical footprint because there is a chance to win where they are. So so I think that this is going to be great, that the eventual expansion, which is being blocked by the ACC right now, is going to get fixed. That the, that the ACC, because they are trying to box in Notre Dame and get Notre Dame to join the ACC, that ain't going to work. So what do you think? What do you, but what do you think of the actual um, reason that they are are giving to initially resist, which is that 16 games is too many? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. They were one of the people who came up with the 12 team playoff. Their commissioner is one of the people. And then all of a sudden, 
It's a terrible idea. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on. The TV ratings for the semifinal games are down pretty much every year. The championship games down every year. Sans the pandemic year. Every single year they're down. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. But and will it give us a new champion initially? No, probably not. But you know what it will do? It will do what the college football, I'm sorry, what the NCAA tournament has done. For a long time, 16 team and never beat a one seed. And then what happened? A, a 16 beat a one. They beat Virginia. And then you have twos have beat, uh, 15s have beat twos multiple times. 14s have beat threes a lot. Uh, 13s have beat fours a lot. Fives and twelves a lot. You're going to get more parity and more outlier results as the as it continues to grow and build because the, the margins between three and four star prospects continues to get smaller and smaller. And that that means that there is more uh, like talent in different places. And then as the Cincinnati's come up, as the Baylor's come up, as all of these other teams that like are not traditional blue bloods come come up. You are going to have, you know, uh, uh, talent be able to be dispersed. So one of the things that is interesting about this is that this is a, in addition to a fight about Notre Dame for the ACC, this is also a TV network fight. So the Big Ten is half owned by the uh by Fox. Fox wants part of the uh yeah, Fox wants part of the uh college football playoff. They don't want ESPN to dominate the whole thing. CBS wants part of it. You have NBC wants it too. So now all of this does wonders for the value of the college football playoff, the bowl series, all of all of that, because the more TV networks that are invested in it, they're going to bid for it. The The price is going to go way up. That means college coaches prices are going to go way up. And then also you're going to end up. <clears throat> that's going to be the gotcha gotcha with name, image and likeness and the transfer portal, because now teams are going to end up. <clears throat> signing players to deals to say, all right, cool. You're going to play in the bowl game. You're going to do this, 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 this is part of your contract for your NIL. And I'm not mad at it at all. I think that that's the optimal way to go. How about you, bro? I agree. I agree. Um, I'm really curious as to what you think of uh, one of his other comments, which is the one that I think has stood out the most to me. He was asked, what he thought the commissioner's office and the administrative uh, function of the conference um, responsibility was as far as like healing all of the wounds that this conference has developed over time. And he said it's 80, 20 on the schools. And and he said that the 20 is a big 20. Like they've got a lot to do um, uh, from, from the top down, but that ultimately fixing a lot of this is going to come down to investment from the individual schools in basketball and football. Um, 
and he pointed to some of the stadium renovations that are happening in Salt Lake City and Corvallis. Um, and he, he said that that is actually what is going to fuel keeping a lot of the, the talent um, that is uh, West Coast based from, you know, getting uh, interceptions that seal the national championship for Georgia or, you know, throwing for 300 plus yards for Alabama. Yeah. Hmm. You think 80-20 on the schools is a is a correct way to, to look at it, that that the schools bear four-fifths of the responsibility for the hole that we, we find ourselves in? Well, yeah, because they kept the commissioner <laughs> employed. But I think that the biggest thing is that the schools have to find a way to engage their fans and their students, right? Because one of the things that I've talked to recruits about, about, you know, when they go on their trips and all of this is the game day atmosphere. And there are places in the Pac-12 <clears throat> that have excellent game day atmospheres. You have Oregon, excellent game day atmosphere. Washington, when they're playing well, excellent game day atmosphere. Colorado, when they're when when their fans are feeling good, great game day atmosphere. Um, who else? Oh, Utah. Oh my God. Great game oh, day. Yeah, atmosphere. Utah is fantastic. Yeah. I just I I because I've watched uh I've watched Arizona State trend toward making it that I'm I'm a Diamondbacks fan, um, which is the worst thing in the world to be. <laughs> but the, the thing about the the Diamondbacks is I don't, I don't know, I just enjoy going to a game at Chase Field. Like it's a nice experience, but it really feels like a place for business meetings. That is what Chase Field feels like to me. I love going to Coors Field. I love all the other different ballparks that I've I've been to. Um, but Chase Field more than anything feels like a place where you take a client. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Arizona State has been trending so much in that direction that they've eliminated a lot of the um just the holistic fun of of tailgating being with other Arizona state fans, making an entire day of it uh, in favor of appealing to people who have a little bit more resources and are more worried about the comfort of their seat and the volume of the game being low enough so they could close the deal uh, rather than the people who are going to paint themselves all maroon or all gold and, and really cut loose and have a good time. And I think that that is ultimately to your detriment because where you actually are getting investment, the investment that you're getting doesn't serve your program. You know, they, they, they took 30,000 seats out of that stadium to make it nicer and they're having a harder time filling it now than they did 10 years ago when all people really wanted was to not have to piss in a trough and to have a, a decent cell phone signal so that they can be the, you know, half in, half out, uh, partially distracted technophiles that we've all become, you know, so that you can gamble yeah. and check on scores other places. And, and a lot of people just wanted to be able to have a beer as well. And they've, uh, and them and a lot of other Pac-12 schools have added that feature um, also. But I, I just feel like uh, they tried to make it buttoned up and they tried to make it, um, they, they just tried to make it less fun and more appealing to people whose idea of fun is to is to multitask by you know bringing somebody along that they're trying to get money out of and i i i've i've uh, cautioned against that as much as i possibly can i've had people from arizona state over the last seven eight years you know as they're trying to collect the money to do this stadium renovation tell me to quit saying stuff like that because it's a delicate process well guess <laughs> what i hate i hate your process i hate yeah. it 
Why? Why? <laughs> why would I be more careful so you can do a thing that I feel like is killing the charm of the thing that I love? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I hate it. I hate what uh, what uh, Arizona State game day is becoming. And Arizona State's not the only one. Right. Like this investment needs to be a long term investment in fan experience, accessibility and um, and tradition. You're investing in tradition. Like that's what no, that's what this should all be right. about. And I just feel like that's not necessarily the priority of, you know, some people just want things to look nice to be proud of a, a, you know, functionality. Can people use it and have a good time because it's still just college football? I'm living out here on the East Coast now. Some of these stadiums that I'm going to, like University of North Carolina, which had a top 25 recruiting class the last couple of years, they seem to be on the upswing as far as bringing in talent. That football stadium's a dump. Yep. And I had a great time there. A great time because it does not matter. It does not matter at all. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to start freaking out. What's next? Let's get off the whole George Klyavkov. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, Chip Kelly, he loses a defensive coordinator in Jerry Azanaro. He, quote unquote, retires. And Chip Kelly got a new four-year contract. Yeah. Get UCLA fans are excited. They won eight games, got Chip. And now they need a new defensive coordinator. And that may be Jimmy Lake. That 90, uh, 90 minutes to spare on that contract before the buyout dropped to zero. 90 minutes. Did they did they do the right thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. What who, who else were you gonna get at this point in time? And then also you could have let him coach through the year. UCLA. Yeah, but that would have been hard to recruit. Doing. That would have been hard to recruit. So but they don't you, recruit. They don't recruit the way that everybody recruits. So it's well, that, that's think, why that is that I I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Jarman, their new uh, athletic director, went to Chip and was like, "Yo, we have to win, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to win." Jerry Azanaro, I know he's your boy. He gotta go. We have to recruit at a higher level, Chip. I understand that you have your process. I bet you that was part of the the delay with the contract and all of that stuff was making because Chip's a loyal guy. So he makes sure his guys are taken care of. But at the same time, Chip wants to win and wants that support. So it was probably a discussion. How much am I going to be able to get for a defensive coordinator? This and that. And mark my and we said this months ago now. Like two and a half months ago now, when you had Jimmy Lake fired, he would be the UCLA defensive coordinator, and I can't wait for it to be announced. That'll be that'll be interesting. I think it'll be helpful. It'll be interesting to see if their styles mesh when it comes to uh, recruiting. Um, because to me, it really feels like the UCLA recruiting strategy up to this point is scour the country for kids with big hands who don't have sleep apnea and then feed them lobster for four years. <laughs> which is a, steak which is and, a, steak yeah. and lobster and personalized shakes, buddy. Yeah, which is a very interesting way to do things. And they've had some success, but there is a talent pool that does want to uh, go to UCLA that seems to be excluded from the fact that they don't have social media adept or 
uh, people who have any interest in in the the modern take on gassing up athletes to get them excited to come play for your school. And you don't have to gas up athletes much to get them to want to go to UCLA, play in those uniforms, play in that stadium, be part of that culture. It, it's not as hard as they've kind of set out to make it. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference. I do have an interesting Jerry Azanaro stat for you as I was uh, looking up some of the reasons why it, it, it is uh, continued to be painfully obvious that they needed to move on from him at defensive coordinator. But uh, only one team in the entire Pac-12 averaged over 258 yards passing this year. Only one, and that was USC. And they were close to 300, I believe, and a lot of that was just the um, gimmicky offense that that they were running. Somehow, UCLA managed, while still going 8-4, and to give up an average of 260 passing yards a game. That's silly, man. Every single team they played... Every single team they played was, yes, Jaden Daniels almost threw for 300 yards against them. And ASU averaged 194 on the season. And that's That's a game UCLA won. That's a problem. Actually, that's not even a problem. That is a, that's a catastrophe. Wait, did I say that UCLA beat ASU? Yes. And you were wrong about that. that. Yes, that 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 was not true. That happened the year before that and the year before that. That did not happen this year. That was yes. ASU's only win against a winning team. Um, and then UCLA didn't have a win against a winning team. And I think that's also going to be – it's part of the the the, the progress and upswing um, of Chip Kelly's tenure is the fact that, you know, you look at their schedule next year and they've got uh, Ding Dong Tech and McDonald's Hamburger College in the <laughs> out-conference. Dude, UCLA is playing their, um, their, their first – their their first uh, FCS school ever this season, bro. This is not. I mean, this is the SEC model, and I and I hate it, and I absolutely hate it because they play Bowling Green, Alabama State, and then South Alabama. Okay, which it, they have to like. They have to win, or they're going to end up firing a guy that they extended. Uh, two Guess how many road games contract. that they have all year? Four? Yep, they have four road games, bro. Four. They're about to set some attendance records, not by uh, total, but by season-long volume. No. Like overall. No? <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, bro, because, because they have some of the seats covered up, and the Rose Bowl used to be full all the time. Like yeah. when 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 I was in high school and going, bro, it was full from the from the rooter to the tutor every game. So you're talking about ninety thousand people times six games a year or seven games a year. Now they have eight this season. It still ain't gonna break the attendance record. We haven't talked about year five of Dorian Thompson Robinson yet. How do you feel about his decision to come back? Because I was a little bit oh, taken aback in that I don't I don't feel like there's a lot of quarterback talent in this year's NFL draft. I feel like there's talent, really deep talent in almost every position, but quarterback. And I feel like if he was going to leave, this would be the year to do it, to try to, um, to try to fit in somewhere uh, amongst the, the lack of notable arm talent that's out there. But you like that. He's coming back. Why do you like that? He's coming back Dude, this, because he has the opportunity to be a first round pick. And that is not hyperbolic at all. Because if you look at Dorian Thompson-Robinson year after year, he's gotten better every single season. 
And he's a kid that only started one, one season in high school. One season. So he hasn't played a ton of football. So the idea that he would get more football under his belt, if you notice, he stopped as many head scratching, you know, bad, bad decisions. He makes better decisions year after year. And with a good season this year, people will see that marked improvement and say, oh, wow, this is a kid that we can build with. Yes, he's 22 years old or 23 years old coming into the league. Who cares? Is he a good quarterback? Absolutely. Is he a good leader? Absolutely. He's going to have a an absolute, um, like, like, if he has a good season, first round pick, mark my words. That is quite a prediction. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, he has progressed every single year. Um, but I do think that USC game is still fresh in people's minds, which if that's the only time you ever saw him, you would think that he's Lamar Jackson. So, you know, mm. it, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. The one thing that we don't want to do is use the H word because that is like immediate death for any PAC 12 player. Uh, if you say that they're going to be an H word contender, then they're, they're guaranteed to absolutely. Oh yeah. Drop. Yep. Don't, 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 don't do it. That's an absolute wrong thing to do. Say yeah. that they are a an H word Heisman contender. Do not mm-hmm. say that word around a Pac-12 player because if because if you do, the bottom's falling out. Especially if they're <laughs> if they're at the quarterback position in the Pac-12 South. I'm looking at you, Keaton Slovis and Khalil <laughs> Tate and Jaden Daniels. <laughs> yeah, bro. That. That is not the move at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. But UCLA had Caleb Williams on campus over a week ago. He has not made his decision despite his wide receiver um, deciding to go to uh, Mario Williams, deciding to go to USC. For people who don't know who Caleb Williams is and uh, assuming that some of the listeners might not. Who is Caleb Williams? He well, he was the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. Which was, you know, he's the kid who took the job from Spencer Rattler, who was a Heisman favorite, projected to go top 10 in the NFL draft. Now he's at South Carolina and Caleb Williams is still at, well, is uh, entered the transfer portal after an amazing, outstanding uh, freshman season. And now this is something that I don't think the kids all that they fully understand with this name, image and likeness thing. There is so much value in being attached to a university. One, right. A place where you call home, you will always be employed. You will get business deals. If you go to the NFL, you will be loved like beloved, like there's value in that, that I don't think the kids always see that you can become one of the hometown heroes. Even if that's not your hometown, they will embrace you. And so Caleb Williams is flirting with USC because that's where his head coach Lincoln Riley went. But if he doesn't go to USC, bro, what does this mean? Because if he decided to go to UCLA, right? Dorian Thompson Robinson I don't think would want to stay there if they took him. So then what the hell would, would, would he do? I don't even know. Like that would be mind blowing. The NFL draft declare date, the latest is Friday. So if Caleb Williams pushes this out and then also he's got to start classes at some of these schools. So he may, I think he already missed the date for UCLA. Uh, But some of these other schools you basically have until Friday or Monday on some of these schools. So he has to make a decision. This is, this is not like, this is becoming a time issue as opposed to anything else. I think uh, it's interesting. It really feels like it's between Oklahoma and USC. I don't think there's any other contenders. Are there? Uh, who, 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 who the hell knows? Right, 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 right. And I, I, I think that it would be a wild situation for him to commit to to UCLA, uh, because I don't, I don't know what I would do in that in that case. You, he wouldn't come in unless um, the assumption is that it's going to be an open competition. So you know, I'm, I'm not a big believer in Miller Moss. Um, that may come back to to bite me. I think he's a dink and dunk quarterback, which there are systems in which that can be extremely successful. 
and uh, and I'm I'm not sure that this Lincoln Riley system is is what's going to put Miller Moss over the top. But I think he is smart to stick around to find out if he if he can do it to compete in spring. I think that if Caleb Williams comes in already knowing the system, then that's somebody that you probably got to roll with. And 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 I think that that could uh, you know make for some electricity in, in the Pac-12 South, make them good right away, even though they have had like 20 guys hit the portal. So they're really turning their roster over from top to bottom. So who knows how good they'll be headed into next year. They did just add Brendan Rice out of Colorado, which I think is a really good addition. You bring up Mario Williams. I, I think that they are going to be able to field uh, a dangerous football team. I just don't know if they're going to have all the pieces in place to be uh, a team that's competing for for any titles next year, even with um, the addition of Caleb Williams if they get him. But but you look at the fact that Oklahoma had Chubba Purdy out for a visit and didn't take him. You yeah. look at the you look at the fact that Oklahoma is dancing around the idea of bringing on Jackson Dart. Um, you know, they're battling with Ole Miss for his services, but I don't, I don't think that they're going to take anybody until they know what Caleb Williams is doing because Chubba Purdy ended up committing to Nebraska. So, you know, it, there's a really, really interesting situation that's going on right now. I, I would like to see the best available players be in the Pac-12. So I'm rooting for the USC thing to work out, but it'll, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do if, you know, do they do they dip back into the portal for whoever's left, or do they try to lure Jackson Dart back if they can't get Caleb Williams um, locked in? Mm, that's the but like it could be too late. That's the thing about it is that it could yeah. be too late. You you may have gone down a street where you've hurt feelings because if you're Jackson Dart, you feel like oh wow I'm I'm in I'm an afterthought. You 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 want to bring somebody else in and then he decides to do something else. So now you want want me back. Nah, homie, like, like oh, so we were in a relationship. You know, we get a new roommate. Now you want to break up with me. And then and then you're trying to date this other person and then they don't want to date you no more. I'm I say I'm moving out. I put in my, you know, my uh, my two week notice. <laughs> And then you and then they don't they don't decide to date you. So you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Please come back because you need a roommate to split part of this rent. (laughs) So if if, like you could be too far down the road. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, So let's talk about some of these other high profile uh, transfer portal moves. Um, in the conference, which will lead us to a conversation about the one school that seems to uh, not be paying for its uh, 20, <laughs> 21 season um, and having success to, despite what they what they put on the field. Um, but uh, a few of these are really interesting to me. We have Cal bringing in a quarterback in Jack Plummer, uh, the brother okay. of Arizona's Will Plummer. He is a big body. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Shuck. Um, big body, big arm. Uh, they just finished, you know, four years of Chase Garbers, who is sort of an undersized, gritty heart guy. This is a stylistic change if they end up rolling with with uh, um, Jack Plummer. So I ask you, what would it have looked like if Tyler Shuck had been the quarterback at Cal? Because that's kind of the level that I put Jack Plummer on. Mm. 
in instead of instead of Jack. Wait, I don't understand. Instead of Chase Garbers, if they had had a big bodied six five uh, pocket passer, even though that's not how Oregon used him, and that's also how he got hurt at Texas Tech. Um, but somebody that can just sit back in the pocket and, and oh, drop bombs. No, do you no, think? Because that no, because that's not how Cal played football. They use Chase Garbers' legs a lot, so I don't think that that's what they want. <laughs> Okay, so another big time transfer, uh, Michael Penix Jr. comes from yes, Indiana to, to Washington. Washington, and I know that this, uh, despite everyone thinking that you're a Washington hater all the time, you objectively believe that this is one of the biggest impact transfers in the conference by far. Yes, because he's a competent quarterback. You don't have to be mad at uh, who who's the kid that started there the the last two seasons. The, the kid with the tight chin chin strap, it, it made me so Dylan mad. Dylan Morris? <laughs> yes, Dylan Morris. Looking at him, it, it makes me it, – it doesn't make me as mad as Jaden Daniels having to adjust his helmet every, after every single play. But, <laughs> but his is – So you're saying, it's, you're it's saying so helmet, tight, it's like helmet tightness his, is somewhere between Dylan Morris and Jaden Daniels. Correct. That's optimal <laughs> – but <laughs> optimal because Dylan Morris is so tight you can like – like it distorts his face. He doesn't even look like the same person when he when he takes his helmet off. And then Hewitt, he looked like he was throwing balloon balls in the Washington State game. So I, you can't feel confident about him if you're Caleb De- DeBoer, who was at my kid's school yesterday, shook his hand, asked him if he would be willing to come to UW. Heyo, what does your son do in that circumstance? Uh, my dad wants the best thing for me. He wants me to go to the best place for me. <laughs> that is, uh, the, that is, the, that is, that is what we tell everybody. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then we've touched on this before. Do you believe that that's true? Do I believe that you want your son to go to the best place for him? Yes. I do believe that that's true. I think that if Lincoln Riley had taken the Washington job and he was on your son, I think that you'd let some of those bygones be bygones. <laughs> I, I would. I would. I would. So we'll see. I, I we'll mean, see who would, and what Kalen DeBoer is. It would. It would take a lot more doing. I will say that. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it would. It would take some extra. You know, some some extra cooking, but it's not impossible. Do you feel? Um, this is a weird, this is a weird question. We get a little personal here. Do you feel it is better to be in a situation like you're in right now where Damon doesn't necessarily want for anything like you, you guys aren't taking private jets every weekend, but yeah. he's not in a position where he's going to look at NIL money as a deciding factor in his initial college commitment. Mm. Do you think that that's a better position to be in? Yes, because I think that that allows you to make a better a better decision in that in that you're doing what's best for you and your future and letting the NIL money take care of itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I feel you. I follow a uh I follow a certain Pac-12 athlete who has a, uh, a professional athlete sibling um, 
on social media. I follow their whole family on social media, and they did not come from money. They were de- dead broke a few years back, and a lot of their decisions have been completely influenced by like what is going to make sure that we never eat ramen again. And those don't necessarily add up to the best professional and collegiate decisions, in my opinion, as, as an outside observer, uh, because that almost every, everything that they do is to secure the most immediate bag. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I wonder what the, what the advantage is going to be for kids who actually get to look at it from the perspective of like, Hey, what's actually the best situation for me instead of, you know, what'll keep, what'll keep my, my, my parents, um, uh, having the ability to fly out to see my games. Mm. But yeah. back to transfer. Cause I know okay. we talked about this, uh, uh, on another show, but I wonder since you've had some time to digest it with all the quarterbacks that are jumping around all over the country, how are you feeling about Bo Nix to Oregon? Uh, you you had to go there, didn't you? You it's had to fossils. Go. We got we got to talk about the things, the fact right. things. So yes, I am okay with Bo Nix going to to Oregon. Initially, I was not excited about it. To be to be perfectly honest with you, I was not excited about it. However. Does it? What I want to know is, does it create additional feelings every time you know that Oregon locked themselves into a new competitor for the quarterback position, and then you see Jackson Dart going the portal, and then you see Caleb Williams going the portal? Does it stir that stuff up every single time, knowing that there's still stuff available, um, and that Oregon is kind of set and moved on toward other things? No, I think that that is that 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 in and of itself is a is a fool's proposition is to try to sit up and and you know and monday morning quarterback like oh what what do i want is 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 this the right thing am i am i getting the right thing you know do i do do i want to wait and see who comes in no man just just uh just get what you want and move from there. Like the, the idea that you would consistently try to, you know, do uh, like, like, no, what if somebody else becomes available? How can you have a relationship like like that? You have to be consent content at some point, point in time. I feel you. So let's talk about uh, one of the more interesting transfers, which set off another one, uh, Cameron Ward to Washington state an offensive coordinator coming in and bringing his quarterback with him uh, from the FCS level, but in what was a very prolific offense, do you think that will be an upgrade over what they had in Pac-12 freshman of the year, Jaden Delora, who has moved on to Arizona? Now, that's going to be an interesting situation because Jaden Delora has been good for the most part, right? But then he did have some clunkers, some up and down games. So if they can get more consistency, then yes. And then also there was some issues with last season with eligibility that wasn't talked about and all of that. So maybe that they are going to. that That's a win for them because they're not going to have to worry about their quarterback position, whether he's going to be eligible, whether he's going to, you know, like have up and down games. 
maybe like getting some more consistency will be better for Washington State and a change of scenery for uh, for Jaden Delora can be a win as well. Do so, you think? Do you think Jaden Delora is de- like it's already decided day one starter? Otherwise, he wouldn't have made the move because they have three quarterbacks who started games last year who are still enrolled at the school, plus a very talented quarterback coming in from the high school ranks uh, who you've gotten to see in person. Um, is this in any way a competition, or are we expecting Jaden Delora to step in, be the guy from from day one there in Tucson? Oh, I, I expect him to be the guy because he's an experienced quarterback. So you always have to lean toward the experienced guy winning the job. But is it a possibility that the kid from uh, from Servite that he ends up playing at some point in time freshman freshman year? Noah, that's a possibility. That kid is good. Good. <clears throat> he's he's about five foot nothing. But guess what? This kid can absolutely sling it. He's confident. He's mobile. So, but I do expect Jaden to win the job, though. And 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 now, and speaking of Arizona, everything that they're doing, like the momentum in recruiting, they just signed their highest ranked uh, recruit of all time in T Mac, the, the the wide receiver from Servite. They're hot on the transfer portal. What the hell is this dude? Jed Fish doing with these with this it's personal thing, despite what the uh, who's the, who's the mod over at Arizona State that said he was going to get fired signing all these three stars when when uh, Arizona State oh, should 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 have taken his recruiting model. All right, so that was Chris Cartman and things have okay. So uh, some background on this tweet that makes the rounds every single time. Arizona gets any type of recruit and I'm going to defend Chris Cartman, even though he was uh, uh, not very kind to me in the process of protesting him posting this tweet. Um, He was what he was referring to was that if, if big, if university of Arizona's focus was going to be in the state of Arizona, then that ultimately was going to result in the demise of Jed fish. Obviously since then we found out that, that Jed fish is working those phones all the time. And the same thing that he did to get this Arizona job against all odds, he's putting the same energy into recruiting every single day. And he's created some excitement there. And honestly, like, as somebody who went to Arizona State, as somebody who grew up in the Territorial Cup rivalry, as somebody who like bought into the rivalry so hard that like I never even ventured to Tucson for any reason until like my 30th birthday, the truth of the matter is, the actual truth of the matter is, now having covered high school football in Tucson extensively for the last six, seven years, it actually would be a pretty cool place to go be a football player for four years. Because it is a big city that has a small town feel to it, has the um, you know a very very unique uh, culture and landscape, and there are actually ardent supporters of this football team, despite the fact that they've been largely disappointing for the last two plus decades. So, um, you know, he was able to go in there and create some some excitement, uh, create some connections, and he he's one of these guys, George, that he coached with like every staff in the country at some yeah. point and he left 
all of those places on good terms with connections that he is using to like his advantage. Yep. Getting Teddy Bruschi involved, getting Rob Gronkowski involved, you know, bringing in people to make it, uh, to make them still feel like college kids coming in every Wednesday to talk to them about life and race and social issues. And he's actually providing an edge. He's doing really good things. And I laughed at this hire, but the whole Chris Cartman tweet was really about if he was just getting who he could get from the state of Arizona, then it was going to be disastrous, but that is not what he is. He is doing. And even when they were really bad, he still got a, a commitment from, from Keon Grays who ended up flipping to uh, Ohio state. But the, you know, that was one of the most talented receivers the state of Arizona's had in quite a few years. And, and, you know, he was able to make some headway there as well. The fact of the matter is he's just taking this seriously. And now that Chris Cartman tweet's going to get brought up all the time. And I thought it was a dick move in, in the moment that he did it because he was undercutting, a tight ends commitment from Phoenix who had no reason to be catching strays. He was just living out his dream of trying to become a, um, you know, a college football player. And I thought that that was like incredibly low class of a thing to do. So it doesn't bother me that he gets dragged every single time this happens. But if we're being honest about the context of what Chris Cartman was trying to say, um, Jed fish has leveled up since that point. He is getting kids that they that a one in eleven team should have no business getting, and not only through recruiting, but the transfer portal as well, which I guess is its own form of um, of recruiting. But they're, they're having guys that are going to come in and they're going to start on the offensive line, the defensive line, at receiver. Like they're they're getting really really good players, and so um, you know they could flirt with five hundred next year, which you know I'm Isn't sure that's crazy. Yeah, yes. There's people that wouldn't be impressed by that, but to me, to go from 1 and 11, which really should have been 0 and 12, um, to go from back to back what I consider to still be winless seasons. I think that COVID game was a travesty uh with Cal shouldn't have been played. Um, but like to go from those two seasons in a row to like a legitimate possibility of flirting with bowl eligibility is, it's going to be a real wake up call for the PAC 12 South. And if he can keep on that trajectory, they could end up being very dangerous. Now, if he's able to get them bowl eligible and then is he's able to get them to nine wins a year after that, does he stick around in Tucson? No idea, but anything is better than, than what things Jeff, were under someone. It's weird, right? <clears throat> The thing I think about Jed Fish is, is that, is that it feels to me like he's a guy who is, like that he got his opportunity. I don't think he would leave just that quickly. I it, it just I don't think feels he like to, he, yeah. he has the feel to me of a guy who could could win over a city and then like shape a culture for a decade. Yeah, don't try to bigger, better deal people, dude. Like that's the that's the main thing. Do not try to bigger, better deal people. But when you spend that much time at the kids' table, when you you've been an assistant that long for that many people, sometimes that mindset of like, all right, it's time to get mine. Sometimes it's hard to shake that mindset. You know, we saw it in uh, Jay Norvell going from Nevada to Colorado State in what is definitely a step down in stature, but a huge step up in pay. Right. Like, so it's, it's possible that that's, that's what he's able to, to parlay out of this whole thing. But I think that when you, when your personality, when you're, you don't want to Peter principle yourself. 
Correct. And a lot of these coaches do that to themselves, not promoted to their highest level of incompetency, but actually reaching above their level of competency for the payday. Or just saying, uh, uh, listen, I'm not going to go to the best. I mean, like, I got to go to the biggest place instead of saying, no, I'm going to do what uh, Luke Fickle's doing. I'm going to do what Matt Campbell is doing. I'm going to build it here. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. And it, it has been very interesting. Um, they are not they are the, the, now that Arizona state has, has begun to, to get some, um, some transfer portal action. Arizona is not the only one. Um, and so let's talk about the fact that we asked and asked and asked for Jaden Daniels to have some type of competition. And all of a sudden Bryce Young's backup hits the portal and commits to Arizona state. So is this, is this a competition? Is this a competition? Because I, from all my time that I've spent around Arizona state, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say that Jaden Daniels would not have returned unless there was some type of, um, assurances that he was going to be, uh, you know, the guy and they weren't going to try to recruit over him. And so, you know, because he could still jump in the portal if he wanted to, and there would be plenty of suitors, but Paul Tyson, the great grandson of Paul bear Bryant comes over, uh, uh, the number 10 rated four star in the class of, um, uh, 2019, the number 10 pocket passer in the class of uh, 2019, according to rivals, Jaden Daniels was the number two dual threat in that class. Uh, Do you think that Jaden Daniels is going to receive any type of push or is Paul Tyson coming in with the understanding that he is competing for number two? Okay. Just the fact that they won't allow Jaden to be coached, bro. He's not going to be competing, but he should be. He should be. Everybody should be. And what's interesting is that I was always under the impression that Arizona State, uh, because Chris Hawkins said this, and we'll get to Chris Hawkins in a minute because I really want to get your take on this. Chris Hawkins gave an interview with Brad Denny where he said that their transfer portal philosophy is to not go after anyone that they don't see playing immediately. That's probably a really good move. Yeah. So they just brought in a quarterback. Listen, who knows what Arizona State's philosophy is? It keeps changing. It changes if we're gonna has, we're gonna yeah. take back to what we're gonna dominate California. Nah, pass. Okay, we're going national. And that way we can finish in every kid's top five and not yeah. land any of them. We're not gonna <laughs> let any of our coaches offer any prospects unless it goes through our committee first. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's not the case anymore. You know, they, yeah, they they have changed so much about what they were supposed to be when Herm Edwards came in. And a big part of that is that Herm Edwards was not plugged into the college experience, nor was he prepared for it. So he had to rely really heavily on delegation and that delegation um, that he chose, whether it was assistance that he kept on or assistance that he brought in has repeatedly come to you know, back around to, to affect the program uh, negatively, I guess. But then you have, so then you have the schools that have not brought in a transfer quarterback because uh, University of Utah seems to be set. 
um, with, with what they have. University of Colorado brought in JT Shrout last year, but then he missed the year hurt. So they technically feel like they're getting a, a grad transfer um, in JT Shrout. And then the really interesting one to me is Oregon State. Yes. Oregon State, to me, I feel like is a quarterback away from chasing a 10-win season. And they're not they, – I mean, they, they feel, it feels like they jumped in on the Jackson Dart sweepstakes, but they don't really have a chance there. I mean, but do they, though? So, Ralph, you brought up ASU, and uh, there's something you forgot about uh, Mr. Hawkins, right? Yeah, so Chris Hawkins was one of the three coaches that was put on leave um, along with tight ends coach Adam Brenneman and wide receivers coach Prentice Gill. Um, y- you you as a, as a uh, Oregon fan have your own history with uh, – with uh, Prentice Gill, um, but you actually, when this news broke, you you were going back and forth with Chris Hawkins' dad, um, but him saying that he didn't, you know, think this was going to be a big deal, and you knowing that his son was probably going to be involved in it, and the whole thing was very very awkward. Um, but these three assistant coaches at Arizona State have just been on paid leave, not really knowing what the next thing is going to be um, for the longest time, and. It ends up getting announced, and I, I knew somebody who actually interviewed for the the DB's job at ASU, and we had talked about it on this podcast that they were interviewing. But it ended up getting announced on January 13th that Arizona State was hiring the corners coach away from University of Missouri, Aaron Fletcher. And it, th- <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Aaron Fletcher, uh, the hire was announced by Pete Thamel. Of all people, uh, the the person who, in in conjunction with your, yourself and Doug Holler, all initially put this out in the first place. Which so one thing is like Aaron Fletcher, read the room. If you leaked the hire to Pete Thamel <laughs> of all people, dear God, dude, what are you doing? Um, second of all, Pete Thamel uh, just left Yahoo this week. Yes, and went to ESPN. Right, which begs the question. Is there a chance that Pete Thamel lets up on ASU a little bit? Because ESPN has been notoriously overly friendly toward Herm Edwards as a former employee. He's beloved there um, to the point where they have probably underreported on this story. Uh, but now the primary reporter of this story is an ESPN employee. So that uh, will be something interesting to watch uh, from here on out. The third thing, and probably the most interesting thing, and the thing that you were getting at was exactly 70 minutes after this news broke, Chris Hawkins got on Twitter and tweeted a gif of Omar from The Wire in the testifying scene when he dimes everybody (laughs) out. Dude, he wasn't even dressed to testify. You know what I mean? What are we supposed to make of that? What you? What do you mean? He loves the wire, man. He lo- he, He's a huge wire fan. It's not that he's gonna go snitch when he talks to the NCAA. That's not what he's talking about. So the the so him him coincidentally he, and he has reacted emotionally through gifts through like every single uh, news leak that happens at ASU, including players that he helped recruit transferring out or decommitting. Um, this seems to be in line with with uh, with all of that. You don't think him tweeting a picture of of Omar um, singing, <laughs> telling on everybody. You don't think that that should concern Arizona State? Of course it should. 
Of course it should. But dude, listen, listen. They 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 know at this point that there's not anything that is that they can do about it, that they're just gonna have to fight this and take what they can. And it's interesting. Michael Crow, uh Michael Crow, Arizona State's president, said he wasn't going for this. He wasn't going any of that. Bro, I'm like, come on, come on, man. Come on. If you don't get out of here. Well, a lot of people are upset with Michael Crow right now because they believe that he unnecessarily put all three of these coaches on paid leave when, you know, the NCAA probably won't look at that as having done enough when those three guys are in all likelihood, like 99.9% likelihood scapegoats anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you think it was the right move? What would you have done if you were the president of Arizona State University at that time? Well, at that time, I'm not doing anything because I can't mess up football season. That's a moneymaker. So I can't. But after the season, we got to figure out a way a way forward. And, but the but the biggest issue is this, is that you can't is that you're not going to be able to get people to take this job. That's the issue is that with so many unknowns, you're not going to be able to hire a quality head coach. So you actually have to find out what's coming down the pipeline first and then you can hire a coach. So I think that that ASU is not going to make a move until they figure out what's coming down the pipeline. Right. Meanwhile, Prentice Gilst uh, 
Twitter account is locked. His photo is black. His background photo is black. And <laughs> um, yeah, so interesting times for sure. Um, I think the Arizona State probably should have stood by these people since um, they were acting uh, at the behest of uh, their bosses, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, what do we got next? What do we got next on the docket? Because I, I had something come up uh, during the podcast that I think that you'll find very interesting. What is that? Uh, Mel Kuyper dropped his initial um, mock draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. We and have three pack 12 players in the top 15 and like six overall. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau at number two. You have. Um, who else? You have Utah's Devin Long at number 15. Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Long. Devin, Devin Lloyd. I played with Devin Long at Oregon. And you got uh, Drake, who, Drake London at 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And I missed Drake London at 10. Dude, that's a good look for the Pac-12. Three players in the top 15. And then if you could sneak on in one more in the, in, in that, uh, like a Washington Trent McDuffie or something like that into the first round, that'd well, be a got, good they look. Had, they had Trent McDuffie, I think, projected at like 27, and then they had another yes. Washington DB um, at 30. So another year of Washington defensive backs getting – drafted uh very highly so i usually mel kiefer's not his initial mock draft isn't like way too far off than the actual thing there's not too many people that he gives a first round grade that that slip um deep yeah in the draft like, like they, it's they, one of they those, have to like, test very very yeah, poorly d- test poorly day of character concerns weird interview um you know, one of those things that 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 causes one or two players to to fall, and then somebody else gets a high draft grade for picking them in the third round when they could have gone first round. Um, Dude, so while we are recording, uh, the Oregon Twitter Spaces thing has turned completely toxic, bro. <laughs> so that, that's going on right now because you had uh, you had Travis Die jump in the portal, which yes. is so a really big deal. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you what, what's I'm gonna give you a big update with what's happening with with Travis Dye. And the funny part about it is that uh Dante Thornton's uncle and Byron Cardwell's dad hopped into Twitter spaces. Thornton said he was tra- his uncle said he was transferring, and Thornton's and Cardwell's dad said he needs to talk to him after they get off. Turns out it was like an April Fool's joke in January. That's uh, that's not funny. <laughs> yes, that's not funny at all because it could have been true. But uh, b- but you mentioned Travis Die though, bro, and yeah. Travis Die, Oregon running back, you know, beloved hero. And this is one of the things I was talking about earlier. Kids don't always realize the value of being uh, attached to a university. He is considering transferring to USC. It was pretty much his family, some of his family, some of his family wants him to do that. Now, the Oregon people, Dan Lanning wants him back, like in the worst way. Mm-hmm. So Oregon is uh, they are meeting with him over the next couple of days. To put together, you know, all the reasons why he should stay. And so we will find out a decision from him in short order. 
after after that. But I hope that he ends up staying in Eugene because so for like this would be honestly a huge power move for USC to steal something that Oregon wants from them. That it would have an impact in recruiting, messaging, all of this stuff. So you guys watch out for uh, that. But Oregon is being very aggressive, if you understand what I mean. Very aggressive in there trying to retain uh, Travis Dye services. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Tra- yes, Travis. Who, I think- who is one of my favorite players. Right, and it's always it's always nice when 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 that can uh, when when that can happen when you can come around on somebody like that. First, Josh Allen, now now Travis. <laughs> I'm excited to see who the next uh, the next one is going to be. Um, speaking of uh, Oregon, though, I got to bring this up, and I know you don't want to talk about it, but Kayvon Thibodeau went viral for some of his comments um, <laughs> in, in an interview with Joel Klatt when he said that he committed to Oregon. Um, because uh, over, over a school like Alabama, because he hates the stigmatism of the dumb athlete, which in it of itself, just that portion of a quote is, is fantastic to have an athlete say, I hate being, um, having a dumb athlete stigmatism because stigma and stigmatism. And he's very smart. Like I've been around this. No, he is very smart. He He just misspoke. He misspoke with gusto <laughs> yes <laughs> and 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 so here's the thing about it though i i have well, to let's be get honest. to the comment let's okay. get to the comment okay, okay. He, he said that he doesn't like the and we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one the stigma of being thought of as a dumb athlete but then he turned around and said but what is alabama educationally and joel clatt had to sit there and be like uh yeah, right <laughs> like he got Joel, he got Joel Klatt to agree that the stigma, the stigma of Alabama is that it's all football, no academics. And he upset Alabama fans quite a bit, uh, put Joel Klatt in a really interesting situation. And he, he, I mean, he had people talking. He really did. It was, uh, it was quite the, I mean, the overall context of what he was saying is something you can get into George, but those comments really got people going. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on them. Listen, they will be all right. <laughs> their their little soft hurt feelings, they will be a okay, buddy. But it's just funny though when people do say 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 things with their chest and they turn out to be wrong, or or they misspeak. It's always hilarious, and I liked his response to it. He didn't he didn't care. He did not care. He was like, yo. You know who I am," he said. He said, "You guys can." He basically said, "You guys can make fun of me all you want, but you listened, and I bet you learned something, yep. which is like incredibly debatable." But his overall point was very interesting. That he was saying he would rather have a lifelong relationship with a company than a a, a an association with a school that is only going to uh, relate to his football ability. Hmm. And the company he's referring to, of course, is Nike. Yeah. And he was able to develop some business uh, relationships and a couple of business plays, including NFTs uh, that I think minted him uh, a, a little bit of scratch. I think you you actually own yeah. one of them, right? Yes. I, yes, I do. I do own a Kayvon Thibodeau. So, uh, yeah, 
I'm excited about it. But listen, we all misspeak at times. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's just not all in front of, you know, 15 million people usually. So I, I forgive him. It, it, it is. It, but it but it was hilarious, though. It, it is very funny to see somebody because I, I, you know what? Like, well, well, well and it, then the thing that made it funny, I mean, made it even more uh, hilarious was the Washington academic prowess comments. Right. On top of it, yeah, yeah, it was. So you had you had Washington fans that were coming down on him, Alabama fans, the entire SEC. Um, but you, what you'll notice is not too many t- people who consider their primary fandom um, NFL were weighing in because <laughs> everybody wants him. Yeah. So, so that that was uh, you know, and and I think you know he's going to be. Uh, like, to me, I don't care if he pick. didn't. Yeah, he doesn't know the difference between one thing and the other. Who the f cares? Right, but I, it, it, I will. I am Team Kayvon when it comes to uh, the SEC or Alabama catching a stray for no reason because we've had to deal with that so much that like they they get to do it as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> doesn't um, bother me one bit. Yep. Okay. Um. So, okay. Okay, so... A long long period of silence. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. All right, uh, final thing up for today. Uh, we are going to be talking more about basketball over the next couple of weeks because football is going to be dying down after National Signing Day on February 2nd. Uh, but, uh, but Ralph wanted to talk about Adia Barnes, head coach at Arizona, who... Is I love her because she was very outspoken about having her baby not and having to leave a travel member at home or leave her baby when it came to the NC tournament last last year because the travel party was limited, but her baby counted. So they had to leave in a, 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 a support staff member there. She is unapologetic, except for this time she was apologetic. I, I loved it. <laughs> dude, dude, she is a wonder for college football. I'm sorry so, for college basketball, for women's college basketball, college sports in general. I think she's fantastic. I, I, I that's the one thing that I really love about the Pac-12 is is um, there's a lot of really great women's basketball coaches. Charlie Turner Thorne's one of my favorite people, um, and Adia Barnes I think has been really really good for the league. She made news last year with the double middle fingers up, which was yes to her team about hater imaginary haters which so i thought uh, much ado was made over nothing there but in this case i guess they lost uh late in a game to oregon on what could maybe be considered a controversial shot you had a girl that was out of bounds not completely reestablish herself hit a game-winning shot oregon was not expected to win that game even though oregon has been um the class of the pac-12 as far as women's basketball um, in in recent years, Arizona's up there now because they had the Final Four run and um, knocked off UConn and 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 came within a shot of winning a national championship and yes and all that. Um, so now you have, uh, I guess, some type of situation where uh, Adia Barnes blew up the refs, which the Pac-12 has admonished her for, and then also maybe said something or made a gesture. Toward the Oregon Kelly Graves, staff. yeah, yeah, yes. and and yes. 
And now Kelly is being accused of using some salty language in her direction. And I just, I, I watched Oregon and U of A fans go back and forth, call each other names, say that they're classless and everything like that. Guess what? And I just, we don't care. Both, yeah. I want to tell both. We don't care. Bases, good. This is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. It's good for you to hate each other. The two of the best programs in the Pac-12 have beef. Oh, that's not a problem. Better television ratings, better, better attendance, more of greater fan environment. It, yeah. th- this is a nothing burger, bro. That actually, no, th- this is a real burger and it's an awesome burger and it tastes great. Adia Varnes apologized. Then one of her players came out and said that, like, I stand with my coach. Um, Oregon's coach, you know, said something he shouldn't have. And then Adia Barnes came out and said, I've already straightened my crown, which is uh, which is incredible. I I say this to you. I don't think that I would have cared that February 4th is the rematch in Tucson before this. But now yes. I've no, I cleared that. Yeah, that that is I'm not doing I'm, anything I'm else. I'm, I'm in. Yes. And, and it better be on ESPN. <laughs> I hope so, man. I really do. And, yeah. and I think that that's really, really good for the league to have a strong personality like Adia Barnes. They already have the talent like they already have really, really good teams. If you like good women's basketball like the Pac-12 is a place to be and yeah. now you know you, you have these like uh coaching rivalries and I I don't mind like it doesn't the, the like should she be flipping people off every game no. no should she stop doing it immediately yes but is it fun to know that that's in her like yes just to like yes, she's, she's a she's dog. thinking it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly she's a dog and I love it can't wait to see it you guys that is Pac-12 apostles for the day I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. Peace out. Catch you guys next episode. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.